big boobs, little boobs, curvy, petite, introvert, extrovert, loud, quiet. You, my friend, perfect, exactly the way you are right now. I'm Steph, your host, the big boobed introvert CEO of Confetti Curves, and I'm going to remind you that confidence comes from loving all that you are right now. Shall we get started? Katrina, Catherine, welcome to Confident in Your Curves. Thanks for having us. I'm, I'm Catherine. And I'm Katrina, and we are the co-founders of Lookbook. Um, so we are on a mission to revolutionize plus-size fashion. So excited to tell all your listeners about it, Steph. Oh, I'm so excited to get everyone to know about it. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so let's get started with my favorite question. And um, obviously from both of you, what is it that you love most about yourselves right now? Um, well, for me, it's certainly um, my juicy booty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, because my favourite thing to do is to dance. So that's my really like escapist thing that I like to do. Um, and of course, having a juicy booty comes... Um, in, in hand um, when I am doing my twerking routines. So <laughs> that for me, yeah, at the moment, I think that's, um, yeah, something that I'm loving about myself. You don't want to do a demonstration, Steph? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that. don't tempt me. It doesn't take, me, like, doesn't take a lot for me to um, get up and dance, so I could. <laughs> Have you always loved your booty or is this kind of like a... You know, um, yeah, I have, but I would say um, it's grown um, because I do heavy weight lifting. So that just helps it to grow. So now it's like extra juicy. It's a strong booty. Yeah, it's a strong and juicy booty. <laughs> you want mine? Yeah, next? Katrina. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a slight, does it have to be a body part? Or can no, I no, no. It, literally anything about yourself. I was, okay, mine at the moment um is my facial expressions oh yeah yeah <laughs> so i have no poker face um unfortunately i do have a severe resting bitch face so i do apologize if anyone's been on the receiving end of that um but my my facial expression when i'm unimpressed or when i'm loving something it just tells like the whole story uh so sometimes not great if you don't want to let on what's happening but mm -hmm. i don't know i think i wear my heart on my sleeve that way and i sort of like it but if i ever run for politics like full botox <laughs> <laughs> paralyze that face <laughs> yep. Oh, I love that. That's all awesome. I too have an expressing face. Like I, the amount of times I come out of meetings, people are like, "Oh, I know how you felt about that." You're like, <laughs> damn it. Whereas I'm, I'm pretty good at having a poker face. I just like, just sit and listen, just don't say much, just <laughs> deadpan face. <laughs> This is the problem. I think I'm being deadpan, but then apparently it looks like I'm about to like launch over the desk. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think you. <laughs> <laughs> no, the opposite of deadpan, Katrina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> giving it all away. So I would love if you guys could share the origins of Lookbook and like the like ethos behind it. I'll take that one. Um, I guess. Origin story makes it sound so cool. I feel like this is like a Marvel universe, like 
it's literally just like changing the universe um, to like take the origin. <laughs> it's it's quite unsexy, um, actually. So I think the the, the listeners might be underwhelmed. Uh, the origin story was essentially I was scrolling through social media as I'm known to do, uh, looking for clothes as I'm known to do way too much. I'm someone who just loves chilling on the couch. Mm-hmm. Netflix, net, Netflix and scroll really. Netflix and shop. <laughs> um, and this, this was early 2021 and I just had this aha moment, uh, strange time to have it, that how would I as a size 18 woman who, you know, is pretty standard in terms of the, the profile of Australian women, we know mm. Australian women are on average of 14 to 16, so I'm not far off the average. But how would I shop if I didn't enjoy browsing, if I didn't enjoy following new brands, if I didn't enjoy almost like the thrill of the chase? I'm one of those people, (laughs) I find 10 things, I screenshot them, I come back the next day. You know, I'm so annoying for every website's algorithm when they're trying to work out their conversion metrics because I'm just all over the place. Um, And then serendipitously met Catherine. Uh, We both did the MBA program at Sydney Uni. So I started banding around this idea of, you know, what about people who don't love shopping? Met Catherine and Catherine said, I bloody hate shopping. I hate shopping. <laughs> but also because I, I can never, well, until we started Lookbook, I could never find anything to wear. Um, and I'm a size 14 to 16 sometimes, depending. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's just like I'm the average size of, an Australian woman and I couldn't find anything and it's just it's like if you go to a retail store there's maybe one retail shop that's dedicated to size 14 plus women mm-hmm. and the aesthetic that they offer is certainly not my personal aesthetic uh, it's too floral it's too feminine I prefer more like androgynous masculine dressing um, and so yeah, I mean, for me, like, I love, I, I do love fashion and I do love looking shit hot. Um, I just don't like spending the time finding those things. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why we, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the origin and it sent us down six months of customer validation, uh, talking to and observing the shopping behaviours of 2,000 plus women uh, and, and really worked out that actually, I mean, the only way we can really describe it is before lookbook, what we were seeing was a tax on the time and energy and effort of plus size women. Because if you go to a Google search, you're going to find maybe one or two of the the very large market leaders. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'll find a lot of fast fashion from China. Um, But in Australia, most of the awesome design work happens on the part of smaller designers. So unless you're going to commit to signing up to their mailing list, following them on Instagram. And finding them on Instagram. Finding them on Instagram. All right. We're still finding new brands every week that we've never heard of before. And we're in this space. And we have a database of 300 (laughs) small designers in Australia that are dedicated to 14 plus. So, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It's not so niche. No, no. not so. <laughs> the opposite of a niche, yes. <laughs> yeah. So what is Lookbook for those who haven't, like, been familiar with it before? Yeah, well, I mean, just bouncing on 
the explanation of what we're trying to to achieve really um and that is to be a one-stop shop for a size 14 plus woman to be able to shop anything that they need in their wardrobe um because a lot of these smaller designers as well have been born out of frustration that the designer themselves has experienced so um the designer might not be able to have been able to find corporate work pants or swimwear or whatever it is and then they produce their own line but primarily you're just focusing on the design of swimwear or the design of pants or the design of the top and so the idea is that lookbook is is a place where a 14 plus woman can come and find absolutely anything that they need in their wardrobe um and going beyond just clothing but also like shoes so wider calved boots for example um accessories that cater to longer necklines or bigger fingers um handbags that maybe have longer straps um if you're like a tall person and can't fit into or can't carry the bag nicely if it's not having a long strap so so that is essentially what we are doing at lookbook is a one-stop shop um but also focusing on the fit of garments and being able to empower our customers to make decisions in terms of what it is that they're buying on the site so providing really transparent fit measurements on each of the garments that we're selling um and then so then that's sort of like the version that we have now and then down the track to um have an algorithm where a person can put in their their body measurements um and then we would also have the measurements of of course the garments and then an algorithm saying this is the little black dress for example that's going to fit you in this brand and here it is mm. in your inbox for example that's so, marvel level like yeah. <laughs> and we should probably just add Steph I mean I think the end game here for lookbook is we want to create the world's best shopping experience and it sounds it's I'm going to say something that's going to sound wild and, and then we can discuss why it sounds wild because it mm. shouldn't um, we want this to be a shopping destination that straight size customers are, are envious of. And it sounds so wild when you say that, but I'm like, but we take for granted that there are so many straight size shopping options out there that as plus size consumers are like, damn, I wish I had access to that aesthetic or access to that customer service or access to whatever it is. So it really is saying we don't even just want this to be great plus size. We want this to be great full stop. We want this to be revolutionary in terms of how our customers shop. That's amazing. Because it, it, I like I know for myself, like shopping like that sixteen kind of size range, you feel like an afterthought. You feel like you oh, know yeah. you've just been like tacked on the end of a line, and it's kind of like this doesn't fit good, and like mm-hmm. I don't love it, but it fits ish. Yeah. And, and can I can we just maybe say something about fit when you're a very average Australian sized woman? I think something that a lot of people don't necessarily appreciate is is the way garments are made and scaled. Um, and when you go into a straight size clothing store, and we're not going to say everyone because you know brands all work differently, but mm. overarchingly, what you see is a brand will start at a size eight, and then for every size moving up, they'll add sort of five centimeters to each seam. That's that's how it works. Uh, so that's why, and I think you know a lot of a lot of women who are completely average are like, well, why do I need to be called plus size? And we mm. can get 
because it's arbitrary. It's all of those things. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, though, if you want to show up in a Google search, that's what people are looking for. Uh, <laughs> but that's why we encourage customers who, you know, you could walk into a mainstream straight size store and you could find something that will fit, but often the fit isn't as good as if you tried something that's made by a brand that either A, starts at that size 12 or 14 because they're very focused on the needs of that customer or B, even if they start at a smaller size, they're really diligent about actually the fit of each and every size rather than just adding centimetres. And like learning where the curves move because like, you know, you're not just growing in like one location. There's kind of a bit more like the Coke bottle shape. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Which kind of leads into the Kickstarter kind of campaign that you got, or crowdsourcing, not Kickstarter, um, at the moment. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, at the moment, um, we are in the middle of a crowdsourced funding and fit campaign. So, we are um, crowdsourcing the funds um, to manufacture our first um, first ever garment as um, lookbook, which is exciting. Um, and so essentially the premise is that we are designing um, a purpose, purpose-designed blazer. So we know that through our research that um, a lot of plus-size consumers really struggle to find blazers. Um, and the specific pain points are like the arm circumference and not being able to get the blazer just on. Um, of course, also the shoulder width and then the tapering in on the waist so the idea is that we are able to get the fit measurements of plus size women through this um exercise but then also using that fit data to then effectively manufacture the blazer so taking about 100 different women's measurements for example for a size 14 16 18 etc to then make a more informed decision in terms of how that blazer should fit that type of woman um and so, yeah, that's what we're doing at the moment, which is pretty, pretty yeah. exciting. And it's an Australian first. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. There is no data set out there that actually says of size 18 women in Australia, we know and we hate talking about women like they're fruit or inanimate object. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, for, for brevity's sake, you know, 20% of those women might be more in hourglass. You might have 30% who are more in an apple shape. But that's really useful intel, not just for us, but for all designers who are catering to this market. Because um, at the moment, I think there is that assumption of homogeneity and that, that Coke bottle physique that you talk about, Steph, that everyone mm-hmm. must be yeah. that shape. I am not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. So... <laughs> Um, and p- part of the reason as well that we're, we're going down this path of um, crowdsourcing funds is that it is proving quite difficult to get um, additional funding from VCs um, in Australia, for sure, um, and even a- smaller angel consortiums. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, the stats are that last year um, only 3% of VC funding went to um, female, purely female founded um, businesses. So I think when you're working with a stat like that um, and, and, and an environment like that, mm-hmm. we need to think outside the box and a bit more creatively in terms of where we're going to get 
funding from to fund the business and, and grow um, at the rate that we want to grow. Yeah. It's crazy, especially looking at the stats of like the amount of women owned small businesses out there, like yeah. the rate, like that's, that's a terrible conversion rate. Yeah. <laughs> 2% is very low. Yes. Yeah. yes. And it doesn't align with the success rates of the businesses or mm. the total number of female founded businesses, like on, on every metric, women should be getting a lot more funding than yeah, they definitely. are. So everyone should be getting angry and outraged about this, not just for our, on our behalf, uh, but I think there are just so many incredible female-founded businesses out there who are, are disproportionately doing it tough, particularly if you do serve a female-focused market. Mm. Um, and this is something that you know Brian's out here is. I think we've been told one too many times that plus fashion is quote unquote a cute little niche. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was an eye roll that yeah. didn't translate yeah. to the yeah. audio. <laughs> that was a giant mm. eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's, like I'm not sure if you guys like a consume TikTok, but like if you get yourself on the right side of the algorithm, like it is like I have felt so much more comfortable about myself and my body by getting onto like the quote unquote plus size side of TikTok and seeing these beautiful women who are expressing themselves and having that confidence in clothes that fit them. A lot of them, unfortunately, are in America, so you don't have that the same kind of access to clothes. But I really feel like Lookbook could kind of be that kind of Australian solution to like help. That is the aim. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, the US is certainly the market leader in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do look look a lot to what's happening there and um, trying to also bring some brands from the States here as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found that like having access and all this knowledge to designers and stuff has helped you guys personally feel more seen and more like confident in the way that you can dress and the access that you now have? Yeah, I mean, for me, certainly, like, in terms of um, just having access to better better fashion that I actually fit, <laughs> um, which is nice. Um, I mean, Katrina's been quite a fashionista herself previously, so I don't know about yourself. Yeah, I, I think for me, Steph, it's just having people that you can talk to because um, I think in, in my day-to-day life, and, look, I certainly do have plenty of plenty of friends and family members who fall into the the plus category but you know everyone's different not everyone wants to talk about if they struggle finding clothes or sharing fashion tips and I'm someone I am um, always struggle with finding blazers that's like a big thing for me as Catherine mentioned I'm like these freaking arms and blazers drive me crazy but until we started lookbook I was like I, I'm not the only one with this problem. Like I must be because like every brand is making blazers on the same measurements. Like I must be very oddly shaped. And then since starting Lookbook and we found out, I think it's probably at least 30% of our market have the exact same issue. And so I think it's really just seeing the volume of data, seeing the scale of the problem. And it's, it's made me personally much more, frustrated and angry which doesn't sound positive but it is because it's made me go well hang on a minute this is a massive whopping problem um I've just been isolated from seeing all of the data and and now that we're seeing it it makes it you know the burning platform that you go we have to talk about this we have to make people pay attention and we have to make the shopping situation better 
Yeah, and I mean, just a, just an anecdote, like, you know, obviously, you know, Katrina and I are now always talking about this problem because that is <laughs> all-consuming our lives, um, which is fantastic, and, you know, it's something that we're really, really passionate about. But I, I think sometimes I'm like, oh, like, is is this, like, really a problem? Like, and uh, I know that we have all the data and, like, you know, we have, we're, like, everyone we speak to, you know, vouches that it is a problem. Um, but I think, an, <laughs> unfortunately, a nice little reminder is just, um, uh, you know, last week I went just to go shopping in Pitt Street Mall to try and find, which is the main strip in Sydney, um, to find something to wear to my to my birthday, my 30th birthday. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it was, again, like such a, a hit in the face in terms of like I went to so many different stores, mainstream stores, and, you know, at the moment I'm a size 14. Again, my body size and shape fluctuates all the time. But, you know, so on this, the smaller side of plus and um, literally in mainstream stores could not find one pair of pants that fit me. And like the shirts were too small as well. It's like, these are just like bulk standard shops that I should be able to shop at. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, every time I'm like, oh, surely it's not that bad. Surely it's not that bad. And I'm like, okay, I'll go, I'll go, I'll give it a go. Meanwhile, I'm like breaking out in sweats in the change room. Like what is happening? Like so stressful. Um, so yeah, I think just, just going for like, you know, a good old shopping trip reminds me every time I'm like no actually it it's really that. shit yeah. it's awful. <laughs> yeah. change room anxiety is awful I oh last year I went to Sydney I was on Celebrity Apprentice it's like an it's a whole story but, <laughs> but we had to wear like I don't know some like high fashion thing and I was like, I don't own high fashion. And I had a day's notice to like get from Canberra oh my to word, Sydney. So stressful. Uh. Oh my god, it was awful. And I got stuck in so many dresses because I went shopping by myself. And like then like I'm stuck in a, like a dress, and I'm hot, and I'm sweaty, and I don't want to yep. rip the dress because it doesn't fit me. Yep. I don't want to pay for mm-hmm. the dress. And it's just like awful. And like I walked away. Like I thankfully found a dress. But I had the most horrific experience and I was like, I don't want to go shopping again. And I still don't think I've been back to that mall because I'm like, I just have flashbacks of like nothing fitting and just feeling horrific about myself because I was getting the like the biggest size that they have and still just like, you know, like yeah. one giant flat boob across the top and mm-hmm. just like every like lump and bump showing just like, this isn't a fun yeah, time. Yeah, look, the amount of times I've been stuck in shirts. <laughs> And having to call the attendant and be like, I I can't. Like, I'm literally stuck. I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> like, oh, my word. Yeah. So certainly one of the most anxiety-inducing experiences for me is is going shopping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not a fun time. Especially yeah. when you get, like, the 16-year-old who's like, everything's fitting okay. You're like, you have no idea. <laughs> you don't know what's coming in here. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Just, like, pretend I'm not here. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not a bad. So have, have you been, like, getting a lot of feedback from, like, people who, like, are now kind of feeling seen? Like, I, like, discovering you guys, I was like, oh, my God, like, this – you guys feel like my people and there's like a shared experience there. Yeah. 
absolutely. Um, we do get just so many lovely messages on Instagram, on Facebook, um, you know, and I, I think it's, it's often the people who don't even send the message that I think to send a message and put your hand up and say, I love this. You already have a certain level of, um, confidence. Mm. That makes sense. Um, but I think certainly, you know, the reviews that we get on our website, um, and, and, and just seeing photos of customers in our garments, like time and time again, yeah, we just have people mm. saying, we love this experience. Um, it feels like something that we've been missing. Um, and, and that's what we're here for. We just want to make it all feel a lot better. Yeah, and I think also, like, we, we do make a really concerted effort to also seek feedback mm. um, in, a, in a more formal setting as well. Um, which is actually something that I'm in the process of rolling out this week, for next week. Um, because I think what we really want to achieve is building something that is for the community and um, really taking into account everyone's feedback and how we can refine and better serve the community. Um, because, I mean, at the end of, end of the day, yes, Katrina and I are size 14 plus and we have the lived experience, but we're only two people out of the entire community that we're trying to serve. Um, so I think that's really important as well, just to make sure that, you know, we're hitting hitting the mark in terms mm-hmm. of what people are wanting and needing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is such a community as well. Like it's not just kind of like it, it's building that community so you don't feel so isolated. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that's something that's like, you know, we've noticed as well, like the, the designers that we work with are absolutely amazing and the support that we get from them and the advice as well. Um, I think every time I have a conversation with a designer, I, I learn more each time. Um, and I think, you know, it's something that I've, I mean, I was, uh, I was a financial auditor for 10 years. So <laughs> very big end of town businesses that I was working with. But I think across all the different industries that I've worked in, um, it's certainly not been that sort of culture of sharing and facilitating introductions and, and stuff like that. I think it was a lot more cutthroat. Um, and what I really have appreciated in terms of this community that we're, we're working within and serving is that everyone sort of is trying to band together. Um, and I think it's also um, by nature of the fact that, you know, it's been so underserved for so long. So that people are really are trying to band together to make it better for everyone. So, yeah, it's really nice. I also feel like we need to share about our models and our photo shoots. Oh, yes. that's something that Absolutely. we're um, particularly proud of. But, Steph, we'd also love to give a call out to your listeners. Yeah, of course. Um, so one of the things that we do at Lookbook is once a quarter we do an in-house editorial shoot. Um, there's a couple of reasons we do that. I mean, firstly, you don't have to look too hard to know that you don't see a lot of plus-size models in, in the likes of a Vogue or a Marie Claire. Um, it is getting slightly better, but overall, of course, the representation is nowhere near what you would hope for, um, given, again, that we're talking about the majority of women. So if you can't find the content, create it yourself. And that's mm. that's what we're doing. Um, and it's also an avenue, I guess, for our, our designers to have their garments seen in a different way to what they might shoot in-house. Um, and as part of that, we have had to get creative. It seems to be the, 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 the word of the day, <laughs> creativity, creativity with with funding, creativity, with photo shoots. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it does remain that 
most mainstream modelling agencies will, for instance, typically only sign models up to about a size 18. Um, mm. It still is relatively rare to find ladies for size 20, 22, et cetera. Um, but then also wanting to have representation of age diversity, cultural diversity, all of the different ways in which as human beings uh, we differ and wanting for all of our customers to see something of themselves represented in those shoots. Mm. So we have been known to just go to events and scout people that we think are gorgeous mm. and say, hey, do you want to give modeling a <laughs> I love that. And this so, worked. This worked. We've worked. scattered all the time. Yeah. Um, and everyone comes back. We haven't lost yeah. we haven't lost anyone. Everyone seems to have a great time. Yeah. Uh, just lots of dancing around to Lizzo, lots of just <laughs> being silly, creating content, getting some gorgeous shots. Um, and and so I think it's you know, it's definitely a great experience to be involved with if anyone's keen. Um, but hopefully that very much comes across in the shots as well, that it's all about you know, fashion should be fun mm. and it, it should be accessible to everyone. We do, It shouldn't be something that's gatekept for people with a particular body or a particular aesthetic. Love that. That's amazing. Oh, I love you guys. This is so, like such a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about it is just so like community and exclusive and like feeling seen and feeling like, you know, you are represented, which, you know, has not felt that way for a long time. Mm. No, and I think, you know, without, I guess, naming names, because that would be inappropriate, but <laughs> I, I think it is something that in the plus market, you know, there has, particularly at the big end of town, trends are something that has long been dictated. Mm. Um, we've been told this is what's quote unquote flattering. Um, mm. Don't get us started. That would be a whole podcast <laughs> in <and> itself. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think there's been a lot of, um, larger companies who've said to customers, "This is what this is what we're giving you. This is what's on the table," um, and we all know who they are. Again, not naming names, but I think what we've seen across social media recently is is the plus customer standing up and going, "Actually, that's a little crap. I don't want another cold shoulder top. I don't want another, you know, insert here like <laughs> some <laughs> stupid slogan." Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I I think just that in of itself, right? Like just being prepared to listen and actually respond to the need of customers, which realistically, it's nothing special. Mm. But truly listening, truly taking the direction from your customers and what they need, is is what we're all about. It's what we're striving to do. Awesome. No more like. Like that flowy floral like signature top that like every like person has worn like every like older plus size person has worn for the past like thirty yeah. years that you know you can oh, still or, buy. Or Disney Disney characters. Look, that's you know, what... we're not here to shame anyone. If, no. if Disney characters, if that's too bad. If Disney characters uh, and florals are your thing, that's that's you, you do your best. Um, but I think you know we certainly don't want to live in a world where it's the expectation that that's all you have to choose from. Mm. Um, and, you know, you've done pretty well for the last 20, 30 years if you're a plus woman and, and the Disney characters and the florals are your vibe. I'm very jealous because I don't think I have much to choose from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many there's so many beautiful options out there and so much colour and, like, things that you can actually feel excited to wear, not just yeah. told absolutely. to. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that feel 
good uh, high quality fabrics a beautifully cut mm. um you know and i think that's that in itself could be a whole podcast right the mm. for for plus size women to invest the money in their wardrobes um which i think there's been this long history of um people feeling like their bodies are work in progress and i think that's particularly something in the plus market that that's been the case i'll i'll buy that if my body changes if i go to the gym if i lose weight etc 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 um which is you know again subject for another podcast but um, <laughs> it's yeah. so damaging from a, a psychological perspective like yeah. buy the buy the damn dress buy what makes mm. you feel good um and that is nice quality and that you want to actually show up in the world and feel good in not something that's awful cheap polyester that will have you you know hot and sweaty <laughs> Yeah, indeed. <laughs> oh, I just I'm getting hot just thinking about it. <laughs> Do you have a range of like price points available as well, or is it all kind of that like higher end? Yeah, we so we sort of have starting at around maybe eighty dollars for some garments, and then yeah. heading up to about three hundred because a lot of our stock is also special occasion wear. Yeah. 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 And I think that's something really good that we are going to get feedback on um, mm. when we do our validation with customers in the next couple of weeks. Uh, at the moment, most of our brands do manufacture in Australia. Um, a lot of them do have their ethical manufacturing credentials. And which sustainability. Is, and sustainability. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Um, oh, it's mm. awesome. It's awesome. Mm. But, of course, um, you know, everything comes with a price and that's why – um, that's why the price point is where it is. But at the same time, we recognise that everyone is in a different financial position. Mm. Um, and again, we don't want to be financially gatekeeping access to beautiful clothes that, that everyone should be able to access. So I think that's, you know, that's where the price point is, but it's a question. And again, it comes back to the community. Do people feel like they need something at a different price point or mm. a different aesthetic? Um, and again, to be guided by them. Yeah. That's amazing. And, like, it is that investment as well. Like, if you're going to be paying that little bit more and for a high-quality item, then it's totally worth it. Yeah, I mean, and the thought process behind that is also um, to be able to buy garments that are going to last longer and then really um, thinking about, um, you know, the, the impact on the environment in terms of just fast fashion as opposed to making more considered purchases and and having less um and i think a lot of the pieces on our website at the moment are also really good and versatile of how you can style them um so yeah but we'll we're in the process now of getting some customer feedback so it might look slightly different in the future that's amazing i i'm so excited to see where this all like blows up to because i think you guys are going to be like front page of like every like i was gonna say newspaper but no one likes the newspaper (laughs) (laughs) but like you know mama mia and like all of those kind of places because this is like it's changing the game and it's making huge waves like i this is just gonna be phenomenal you guys are gonna really achieve it all (laughs) thank you i hope so Definitely, I have confidence because this is. We have a lot on the line, so we've got to, we got to work. 
we're all in, we're all in. And we're going to call out for everyone to like go and have a look at your crowdsourcing and yes. get involved if they can and really help change the game. Amazing. Yeah. We really, really appreciate that. Whether you're in a position to contribute uh, on a monetary basis or even just provide your measurements, um, all of that is absolutely critical to us being able to do the best job we possibly can of serving the plus community. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so where can everyone find you? Because lookbook is not spelt lookbook. So that's, you know. Yes, yeah, so that's key. Um, so it is spelt L-E-U-K-B-O-O-K. Um, so website is www.lookbook.com.au. And yep, socials, we are just at lookbook. Uh, and that is across Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, uh, and, and LinkedIn if you're interested more in sort of the business company updates. Amazing. I will also link it all in the show notes so that there's easy access for <laughs> yeah, anyone who likes to actually look at the show notes. <laughs> I like to just get them out there as well. <laughs> Steph, should we tell your listeners uh, why we're called Lookbook and why it's spelled that way? Yes, I would love to know that. Yeah, this, is, this is the tea that they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so basically a lookbook is a fashion term. So a lot of people have probably heard of it just with the conventional spelling. It's normally where a designer or a stylist or a photographer shows off the best of their work. So that's where we started going, okay, this is a cool fashion term. Um, but Catherine and I do have some shared heritage. So Catherine is Afrikaans. I have Dutch heritage. And those two uh, languages are, are, have some similarities. Mm -hmm. So then we went down the rabbit hole of like, what can we have a play with here? And look is a common word, L-E-U-K, across the two languages. It means fun. It means fabulous. And we went, how cool is that? Re redefine something that has traditionally been a very exclusionary product of the fashion industry. Put a bit of our heritage and cult cultural background into it. Because what we're really trying to do is rewrite what it means to be a fashionable woman. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that so much. <laughs> it's so perfect. Like it just encapsulates everything and has like your soul in there too. It's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, I think out of everything, well not out of everything that we've done, but close to that's that was one of the most difficult things was just coming up with the business name. Like, oh my word. <laughs> Cuz you're going to be stuck with it forever. You don't want to like stop yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for your time today. I have had such a great time and I can only, I just can't wait to like get all the updates and see how this keeps going. Amazing. <laughs> well, you. yeah, thank you so much for having us. Really appreciate it. Anytime. If you just had as much fun as we did, come follow us on Instagram at Confetti Curves, leave a five-star review and subscribe so you never miss an episode.